Jesus, I love calling your name. I'm, I'm dedicating that to my son. He's out there somewhere. If you guys should find him before I do, uh, you know, um, play that song for him. He loves that song, but I'm just kidding. I know where he is. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, oh man, I, I'm telling you, today has been some type of day and I don't know about you, but you know, days come, some days I'm just bad hair days. It's all right to have a bad hair day. You know, if you don't, don't feel like going to work, just call in and say, you know, I'm not feeling it today. Don't, don't put up a fake cough or try to clear your throat or anything like that. Uh, I think any type, any employer that has any respect for the employees know that some days are bad hair days. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. This on this September, September first. Wow, we are really moving forward throughout the year, and you're listening to Sunday morning live on a Tuesday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and you're inside the pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson. Uh, there's no better place to be than the Word of God. Listen, our Sunday worship begins at eight a.m. and Tuesday Bible study tonight at 7 p.m. and Acts of the Holy Ghost on Thursdays at 9 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore I'm faithful. The church, the church is faithful and the church is bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, I, I hope you're praying and fasting. Some things are defeated by consecration and sacrifice and if you need a, a fast partner i want you to know that i'm fasting on tuesdays have been fasting since the beginning of the year uh, the church was was asked to fast to pick a day of the week to fast on and you know uh, even when i don't want to fast you know there's some sometimes you commit yourself to something and you might be your body might be telling you that no i don't want to do that today you know but since you know it's right to do you press over that because those are just feelings and feelings come and go. But your righteous behavior, your obedience, your vow that you've made, you know, unto the Lord, that's different. And so, you know, fasting, I don't I don't watch any TV on my fast day. You know, um, I stick to something that's more uh, edifying and, you know, no food. Uh, just my responsibilities to God and to man, because you're going to work, you know, and you want to do a good job at work and all of those things. And so um, that's a good time to really uh, say, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to focus on a certain area at work and become an expert in that area. You know, we, we have to think uh, the Bible says that my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. And, and so everything is not about prayer. You know, you add prayer to it, but there are some things that you have to buckle down and just get become diligent. You know, the diligent bears rule, the Bible says. And so, uh, listen, we're walking, stepping uh, and stopping to take uh, take in the scenery and atmosphere with the prophet Ezekiel. Now, he had a very laborious task. And for you to deeply appreciate where he and where we are heading uh, you have to also go where he began and deal with the people, places, and things. Now, I don't know, uh, but Ezekiel, uh, the Bible don't say this. Uh, this is this is me. Uh, 
I, I, but I don't know. Uh, Ezekiel may have looked at the position, the ministry that he once had, the position that he once held, and compared to what he was called to do and said, I didn't sign up for this. You know, the, there are so many things that we have to deal with in, in ministry and, uh, and not just ministry, but just as people. And sometimes you look and you say, wow, you know, I didn't know that I was going to have to deal with that. And so there are songs that, you know, I've heard throughout the years and not just back, but even uh, not too long ago, you know, people sung songs like any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. And, you know, Lord, just just do it and making vows, Lord, if you do that, I will. And, you know, lay your hands on me, Jesus, I don't mind, you know, any way you touch me, Lord, you, you know, but guess what? Those words, <laughs> you signed up for it. Now, uh, no, it don't mean that you're going to have an Ezekiel experience, but let's understand what Ezekiel was dealing with and what he was going through in order for us to, to get to where he is headed. Now, we have been from the first chapter, we're in the 26th chapter now, and we've seen uh, that, that there has been a shift in the ministry. There has been a shift in his teaching uh, and, and what he was dealing with there has been a change. And so uh, Ezekiel said in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fourth month of the, excuse, yeah, the fourth month of the fifth day, I was among the exiles by the Kabar River. The heavens were open and I saw a vision. I saw a vision of God. I saw something ministers you will when you're in contact with the lord trust to know from the word of god you're going to see some things whether you like it or not you're going to see some things and you're going to hear some things uh, and so you're going to be brought into an area because it is to help the people of god on the fifth of the month i was the it was the fifth year of the exile of king jehoiachin the word of the lord came to ezekiel the priest the son of Buzza, and by the here we are again by the Kabar River in the land of the Babylonians. There, it was there the Lord, the hand of the Lord was upon him. Now, I don't believe this was a quickening moment. You know, he didn't run up and down the, the river bank, he didn't roll all over the grass, he didn't begin speaking out loud, and you know, uh, but he was humble. When God interacts with, with you, uh, it is usually a humbling experience. It's a mind, spirit stirring. It does cause us to rejoice, uh, but it also could be a rebuke, all of which says, I love you. Now, believers don't tolerate, uh, believers today that I'm aware of don't tolerate correction or instructions uh, as in, in uh, some time ago. But you need to read Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 6 and uh, through 8. You know, and all things should be done a right way, to, and that is with love. Uh, whether it's natural or spiritual, it should be done with love. And so Ezekiel, like you and I, uh, required a sobriety check. This was a very sobering moment uh, of things that he experienced. Now, God is loving his people and dealing with their enemy too. And so in Ezekiel, the, the 26th chapter, verse 15 through 21, it says, thus said the Lord God to Tyrus, 
shall not the idols shake at the sound of thy fall when the wound um, when the wounded cry when the slaughter is made in the midst of thee then all the princes of the sea shall uh, come down from their thrones and lay uh, away their robes and put off their uh, bordered garments. They shall clothe themselves with trembling. They shall sit up on the ground and shall tremble uh, every moment and be astonished at thee. And they shall take up a lamentation for thee and say to thee, how art thou destroyed? that was inhabited of seafaring men, the renowned city which was strong in the sea, she and her inhabitants, which caused their terror to be on all that hunted. Now shall the isles tremble in the day of thy fall, yea, the isles that are in the sea shall be troubled at thy departure. For thus saith the Lord God, when I shall make thee a desolate city, like the cities that are inhabited, when I shall bring up the deep upon thee, great waters shall cover thee. When I shall bring thee down with them uh, that descended in that descend into the pit with the people of old time, and shall set thee in the low parts of the earth in places desolate of old, with them that go down to the pit, thou shalt be inhabited and shall set I shall set thy glory in the land of the living thou shalt not be inhabited and I shall set thy glory in the land of the living I will make thee a tear and thou shalt be no more thou shalt be sought for yet thou shalt never be found again saith the Lord God Father in the name of Jesus I pray and ask that you bless the reading of your word, the hearers of your word. Lord God, and bless us to apply ourselves, apply your word unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, God has a word for your enemy. And, you know, we, we like those kind of messages when God's dealing with our enemy. But I'm going to say right now, your biggest enemy is your flesh. It's not the person next to you. It's not the person that did you wrong. It's your own flesh. Your own heart is deceitful and wicked above everything. The Bible said, who can know it? God has a word for your enemy. I'm not going to stay there with that. Now, I need you to understand something. The message to your enemy is loud and it becomes extremely louder when his will becomes our will. Now, let me say that again. The message to your enemy becomes extremely loud when God's will becomes our will. Our dedication should be loud and clear without me saying, I'm a, I'm a believer, without me saying I'm a Christian, without me saying I'm a saint, without me making any declaration. Our actions speak louder than our words. The Bible calls us a peculiar people. That means that people can look at you and say that something that something's different about you. Have you ever had anyone look in, and see that there's something different about you because of the not because of what you're saying? You're not walking around with a billboard on your chest or 
you know, uh, signs on your front and back and, and waving a megaphone or anything like that, but just the mere fact that you are living the life. You're about this life and you are not deviating. You're not changing. And people notice, you know, there was a great testimony uh, that, that, uh, that our psalmstress gave and, and she was driving down the street and she said, you know, that someone pulled up next to her and said they could see the glory. Uh, they could see the, the Shekinah glory on them. And they may not have used those words, but when you walk in the presence of God, he illuminates you. And so uh, the Bible said a certain man had two sons. We're talking about our actions. A certain man had two sons and he uh, uh, came to the first son and said, go, uh, son, go work today. Uh, in my vineyard, and he answered and said, I will not, uh, you know, our children today don't talk like that. They might say, use some other vernaculars, but listen, uh, he said, I won't, I'm not going. But afterwards, he, he repented, he thought about it, and he went. And he came to the second and said, likewise, and he answered and said, I'll go, uh, sir, dad, I'm, I'm going, I, I got you. But he didn't go. Now, I have uh, two wonderful sons and two uh, wonderful daughters. And and so, you know, it, it, it's something because you know their character. And they eventually, they learn your character too. And so you know them. And I believe that this man that the Bible is speaking about knew his sons well enough that he could pr pretty much predict. He could tell you who was going to go and who was not. He could tell you uh, what their response and what their actions would be. And you can, you do the same. We, it's not something new. We do the same too. We see things about our children and our, our, our children, children, you know, our grandchildren, we see certain things and, uh, you know, from experience and our parents saw certain things about us and they pretty much could tell what we, what we were doing. Even if we said, I'm not doing it, or we tried to hide our hand. Or the famous statement, I'm not doing nothing. And uh, my uh, parent said, I know. <laughs> so, which meant that, yeah, I was busted. But listen, John 14 and 15 says, if you love me, if you love me, you love the Lord, I'm sure you're saying, yes, you do. He said, keep my commandments. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, if you have a friend, uh, your buddy, your road dog, your BFF, whatever you call them, whatever they refer to, however, uh, whatever is, if they are willing, uh, we're talking about keeping, loving someone and keeping a commandment, if they are willing to cheat on the person they've made a vow with, if they're willing to steal in front of you or behind your back or do something that is not uh, just, you can't trust them. Because if they're doing that to their employer, if they're doing that to their spouse, if they're doing that to someone that they have made a commitment to, they're not trustworthy and they don't have a commitment to you. We have a commitment unto the Lord. We said, Lord, I love you. And so the Lord said, when you love me, keep my commandments. Don't violate our relationship in any kind of way. You know, godly sorrow leads us to repentance. And so a person can make a change. A person could be a thief. They could be a, a cheater. They could be a, a aggressive, a full of anger. And, you know, for we don't know the reason why people do certain things. It could be the house that they was raised in, that uh, that bad seed was planted in them. 
And so it needs some weed killer. And that comes from the word of God. Godly sorrow leads us to repentance. And that makes the difference. Uh, there is, without godly sorrow, without godly sorrow, a person cannot repent. A person cannot change. And I'm just going to say this right now. Uh, the Bible uh, tells us that uh, during the tribulation period, that people are going to blaspheme God and, and, and they're going to curse God. And so they're, the spirit of repentance, the goodness of God is not in the earth during that time. So how is a person going to be able to repent of sin? And many people are waiting until, until that time to try to make a change. But if you're not willing to make a change now and the spirit of God is no longer in the earth, how are you going to change then? But moving forward. So you have to be willing to change and uh, you have to uh, commit yourself, have some standards and uphold them. That's what speaks loud. When you have the standards of God and you uphold them, it speaks louder to your enemy than anything else. Thus said the Lord God to Tyrus, strength. Now, Tyrus' name means strength. It means rock, it's sharp, you know, a solid. And so, shall not the isle shake at the sound of thy fall? So that strength, that rock, that all of that that was looked upon by others as being a sure foundation was going to fall. And when when he they are wounded, they're going to cry out when the slaughter is made in the midst of the. Uh, now, Tyrus was a celebrated emporium of the uh, field uh, Nisha, and it was the seat of commerce and, you know, wealth and power and saturated on the coast of the Mediterranean and within the limits of the tribe of, of Asia. Uh, the, the marriage of Ahab, the king of Israel, to Jezebel, a, a royal prince, uh, the Phoenicia, uh, brought great guilt and endless misfortune on the ten tribes of Israel. And because the Tyrians were uh, gross uh, worshiper of idols and worshiper of Baal and Ashtar, uh, they uh, also was addicted to other abominations that was very offensive to the Lord. When the people of God began to feel it was okay to add and to take away from the word of God. Now, listen, when you go about doing things your way and say, well, God understands my heart, you know, and I can do that. You know, the scripture, the word of God don't really mean that. Uh, listen, there is something that goes along with that. The Bible tells us in Revelation that if you take away from the word of God, He's going to take away from you. And if you add to it, he's going to add something to you as well. And so you don't, you want to, the Bible tells us that we should be line upon line, precept upon precept. We should stick with the word of God as it says and, and, and know whatever God said, he mean it. He's not going to change his, his, the meaning of what he has said for you, just like he didn't change it for anyone else. When the people of God begin to feel it was okay to add and to take away from the word of God, it brought them into captivity. It produced signs and wonders of an undesired sort. Now, signs and wonders can uh, include areas that, and it will include areas that will impact your life that you did not expect. Signs and wonders are usually associated with miraculous blessings. People talk about signs and wonders. They think about, you know, the miraculous and something that's going to make them all. But listen, it, is, uh, it isn't so much, uh, it's so much more. Our behavior determines the signs and wonders that will be illustrated in our lives. The Bible says that Miriam, 
Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. They spoke against this minister, uh, the leader, the shepherd of Israel, the deliverer, one that brought them out of Egypt because of an Ethiopian woman that he had married. He married a sister. And uh, I don't know why they had an issue with that, seeing that um, Moses himself was a brother. And, uh, and they had an issue with the fact of who she was and where she was from. And so for he had married this Ethiopian woman and they said, have the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? And uh, have he not spoken also by us and the Lord heard it? Now the man, Moses was very meek. The Bible said he was meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spoke, spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, come out three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And the three came out and the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud. Here's a sign. And stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam and both came forth and now and heard, uh, he said, I heard now uh, my words, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision. I told you, ministers, you'll have visions. You truly administer. There's going to be some visions, and he's going to speak with you even in dreams. And uh, my servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. Listen to that. My servant Moses is not so. He's not like everyone else who is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak mouth to mouth. Now, that's another subject for another time, but you can read the book of Malachi and you'll understand. Even apparently, and not in dark speeches, in other words, I'm not giving him parables. I'm, we're, we're communing, straightforward. We're talking, we're having a conversation here. And it's not a conversation for everybody to hear. When Moses went into the mountain to, uh, to see the Lord, to speak with him, uh, the, the 70 elders that accompanied him was, was told to stay here and wait. In other words, they didn't make the, the full journey. And so the Bible says, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. See, there was a sign there. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. So, see, all signs and wonders are not going to be something that's going to make you jump and shout. Uh, it made Aaron cry out uh, to, for mercy. And I'm sure Marion was crying out for mercy also. And, and so, listen, you Karens, Ians, and Richards, you need to take a lesson from Marion. All of us can and should learn a lesson from past and present situations. Ezekiel signs are uh, symbolically written now sign every every sign is not something that is going to disappear some things are written god sends a word and speaks to the minister and say make make this message known let the people know that on uh, on this day something is going to happen let the people know that this year there's going to be uh, some things that are going to be occurred. Let the people know that uh, there's going to be a certain event. Tell the people, warn the people, let them know. And so Ezekiel was doing that. There were signs, uh, the symbolic that are written, Habakkuk 2, uh, 2 through 3, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. 
mm -hmm. and make it plain upon tablets or upon tables that he may read that uh, that that he may run that reading. When you see the vision, when you see what's going on, uh, when you get that when you get that message, whether it's a, a you know you need to read and you need to run. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. There's a vision that is for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. And because you don't believe the, 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 uh, the word of prophecy, you don't believe the word of God because you don't believe what is being told to you. Maybe it's the individual, you don't have respect for them, but they're telling you the truth. Uh, you need to listen because it's going to happen. And the reason that you get the message is because God wants you to know. Now, what you do with it is going to be on you. The minister has delivered himself. And so uh, there was a number of things that was very demonstrative and that will be demonstrative as we travel on through the book of Ezekiel. The Lord had took Ezekiel and, and, told, and uh, caused his tongue to cling to the roof of his mouth. That was a sign. Uh, that thou shall not be, uh, that you shall be dumb and shall not be uh, to them a reprover. You won't be able to instruct the people and tell them to change from their ways because I'm going to stop your mouth. And so, uh, for they are rebellious house, meaning that they did not receive the true word of the Lord. And so, uh, uh, they also, Ezekiel was setting down and drawing an outline of Israel uh, on a large brick and then uh, played army. Uh, because there was the, the enemy was coming to besiege the city. And uh, Ezekiel had to lay on his side for prolonged periods of time and uh, eat strange mixtures of food, you know, and I'm paraphrasing all of this, uh, but uh, because it was a sign, uh, he had to cut off his hair and burn one third of it, chop the other up and scatter it uh, uh, in the wind. That was a sign. Some of these were symbolic to an action that was going to take place in the day, in that day and time. You need to pay attention to the shepherd. You need to pay attention to your pastor. You need to pay attention to your leader and the one that is in contact with God, uh, whether it's male or female, and see the signs and wonders. Don't lose sight of the message or the messenger. Don't lose sight of either one of them. Signs and wonders are used to solidify a promise and to change hearts, but they can also appear without repentance. Uh, here's something else. You know, uh, the Bible said signs uh, uh, that gifts and callings are without repentance. And so there are people that are walking around with signs of various sorts. And you need to be careful because someone show you a sign does not mean it's of God. This is why you cannot uh, underestimate witches and warlocks, soothsayers, because they are agents that work outside the will of God. And God did not authorize it. Uh, like Tyrus, uh, the day is coming wherein, whether it's black, white, red, yellow, green magic will have an end. Things will come to an end because the word of God has proclaimed it. Then all the princes of the sea shall come down from their thrones and lay away their robes and put off their bridal their boarded garments, they shall clothe themselves with trembling. They shall sit up on the ground. Uh, they're going to be in amazement. They're going to be astonished because of the fact that uh, this great city, this great city, Tyrus was well known, a lot of business associates. 
you know, a lot of Facebook viewers, a lot of Instagram readers, people enjoyed the tweets. Uh, the people of Tyrus were celebrities in their own right, but that's going to come to an end. Now shall the isles tremble in the day that of thy fall. Isles, uh, yea, the isles that are in the sea shall be troubled uh, at thy departure. For thus said the Lord, when I shall make thee a desolate city, like the cities that are inhabited, when I shall bring up the deep upon thee and great waters shall cover thee. The popularity, popularity did not allow Tyrus to escape from the repercussions of their ill treatment of God's people. Neither did the Ammonites, the, the Edomites, and we'll hear more about them later uh, as we're dealing with the shift of God's uh, moving his people and moving and his word is, is moving in the midst of everyone. Uh, Israel, those word is moving in the midst of his enemy and those that was used to chastise men. Philistines and the Moabites. But my question is, what about you? When you see a brother or a sister in sin, do they become a laughing matter? Do you clap your hands at them like the Ammonites did towards the children of Israel? Laugh at them because you see that they're down and out? Uh, do they become the primary conversation, the topic on your social media? Do, or do you take them unto the Lord in prayer? Do you love them back to hell? You know, love covers a multitude of sin, which we all have been partakers of. The Bible tells us in Galatians, the, the sixth the sixth chapter and about the third verse, and I, I'm going to close with this. It wasn't long tonight. Just wanted to get the word out. And, you know, one thing I want to stress is that we're moving from the mundane. We're moving past the permissive and into the divine will of God. The thing I want to stress is that our obedience unto the Lord is what speaks louder to our enemy than anything else. It makes a clear statement. Our obedience unto God speaks very loud and it makes a, it makes a sonic blast and it makes a clear, confound statement unto our enemy, which is what you want to do. You want to be loud and you want to be clear. You don't want to be whispering, I'm, li I'm living for the Lord. No, you want to, your obedience speaks very loudly. I'm not talking about you making a loud, audible sound. I'm talking about your obedience. Obedience is what? Better than sacrifice. Obedience is what God is looking for from all of us. It don't matter who you are, position, male, female, child. God is looking for our obedience. Our obedience is what causes him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Listen, Galatians 6, 1 through 3 says, Brethren, if, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, I want you to understand that Israel was dealing with the captivity and the reason that they were not fully consumed is because there was a remnant of people that was calling out against unrighteousness. The, the, the saints of God was yet in captivity with those that disobeyed the Lord that caused them to go into captivity. And while they were there, they continued to pray. While they were there, they continued to make sacrifices unto the Lord. While they were there, their obedience was noticed in such a way 
that God had his, his secretary, had the angel go down and to mark the mark them so that when the angel that was doing the affliction came, did not touch them. Those people that was the remnant of Israel that was doing what was right and calling out upon the Lord, they did not laugh at anybody. They didn't talk about anybody because they were too busy praying for the, for the righteousness. They was too busy praying and seeking the Lord. And it was because of their obedience, the obedience, the few, the few, because of them that was doing what was right. That made a difference. That caused a shift. That's causing a shift to occur and is going to take the people of God in some place. But as God is yet dealing with his people, he's also dealing with the enemy. Amen. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Uh, God bless you. And my prayer is that, you know, to see you soon. And until then, I want you to be blessed. Hold on to the word of God. Let your life uh, speak louder than your words. And God is going to bless. He's going to keep you. And most of all, he's going to save your soul. Amen.